Section twenty two of What is Property? This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Diana Meulinger. What is Property? An Inquiry into the Principle of Right and of Government by Pierre Joseph Proudhon. Translated by Benjamin R. Tucker. Chapter five, part five psychological exposition of the idea of justice determination of the third form of society conclusion then no government no public economy no administration is possible which is based upon property communism seeks equality and law property born of the sovereignty of the reason and the sense of personal merit wishes above all things independence and proportionality but communism mistaking uniformity for law and levelism for equality becomes tyrannical and unjust property by its despotism and encroachments soon proves itself oppressive and antisocial the objects of communism and property are good their results are bad and why because both are exclusive and each disregards two elements of society. Communism rejects independence and proportionality. Property does not satisfy equality and law. Now, if we imagine a society based upon these four principles, equality, law, independence and proportionality, we find 1. That equality, consisting only in equality of conditions, that is, of means, and not in equality of comfort, which is the business of the laborers to achieve for themselves when provided with equal means, in no way violates justice and equity. 2. That law, resulting from the knowledge of facts, and consequently based upon necessity itself, never clashes with independence. 3. That individual independence, or the autonomy of the private reason, originating in the difference in talents and capacities, can exist without danger within the limits of the law. 4. That proportionality, being admitted only in the sphere of intelligence and sentiment, and not as regards material objects, may be observed without violating justice or social equality. This third form of society, the synthesis of communism and property, we will call liberty. Footnote. Libertas Librare, libratio, libra, liberty to liberate, liberation, balance, bound, words which have a common derivation. Liberty is the balance of rights and duties. To make a man free is to balance him with others, that is, to put him on their level. End of footnote. In determining the nature of liberty, we do not unite communism and property indiscriminately. Such a process would be absurd eclecticism. We search by analysis for those elements in each which are true, and in harmony with the laws of nature and society, disregarding the rest altogether, and the result gives us an adequate expression of the natural form of human society, in one word, liberty. Liberty is equality, because liberty exists only in society, and in the absence of equality there is no society. Liberty is anarchy, because it does not admit the government of the will, 
but only the authority of the law that is of necessity liberty is infinite variety because it respects all wills within the limits of the law liberty is proportionality because it allows the utmost latitude to the ambition for merit and the emulation of glory we can now say in the words of monsieur cousin our principle is true it is good it is social let us not fear to push it to its ultimate man's social nature becoming justice through reflection equity through the classification of capacities and having liberty for its formula is the true basis of morality the principles and regulator of all our actions this is the universal motor which philosophy is searching for which religion strengthens which egotism supplants and whose place pure reason never can fill duty and right are born of need which when considered in connection with others is a right and when considered in connection with ourselves a duty we need to eat and sleep it is our right to produce those things which are necessary to rest and nourishment it is our duty to use them when nature requires it we need to labor in order to live to do so is both our right and our duty we need to love our wives and children it is our duty to protect and support them it is our right to be loved in preference to all others conjugal fidelity is justice adultery is high treason against society we need to exchange our products for other products it is our right that this exchange should be one of equivalence and since we consume before we produce it would be our duty if we could control the matter to see to it that our last product shall follow our last consumption suicide is fraudulent bankruptcy we need to live our lives according to the dictates of our reason it is our right to maintain our freedom it is our duty to respect that of others we need to be appreciated by our fellows it is our duty to deserve their praise it is our right to be judged by our works liberty is not opposed to the rights of succession and bequest it contends itself with preventing violations of equality choose it tells us between two legacies but do not take them both all our legislation concerning transmissions entailments adoptions and if i may venture to use such a word coadjutoraries requires remodelling liberty favours emulation instead of destroying it in social equality emulation consists in accomplishing under like conditions it is its own reward no one suffers by the victory liberty applauds self-sacrifice and honours it with its votes but it can dispense with it justice alone suffices to maintain the social equilibrium self-sacrifice is an act of supererogation happy however the man who can say i sacrifice myself footnote in a monthly publication the first number of which has just appeared under the name of l'agliter self-sacrifice is laid down as a principle of equality this is a confusion of ideas self-sacrifice taken alone is the last degree of inequality to seek equality in self-sacrifice is to confess that equality is against nature equality must be based upon justice upon strict right upon the principles invoked by the proprietor himself otherwise it will never exist 
self-sacrifice is superior to justice but it cannot be imposed as law because it is of such a nature as to admit of no reward it is indeed desirable that everybody shall recognize the necessity of self-sacrifice and the idea of l'aglitaire is an excellent example unfortunately it can have no effect what would you reply indeed to a man who should say to you i do not want to sacrifice myself is he to be compelled to do so when self-sacrifice is forced it becomes oppression slavery the exploitation of man by man thus have the proletaires sacrificed themselves to property End of footnote. liberty is essentially an organizing force to ensure equality between man and peace among nations agriculture and industry and the centers of education business and storage must be distributed according to the climate and the geographical position of the country the nature of the products the character and natural talents of the inhabitants etc in proportions so just so wise so harmonious that in no place shall there ever be either an excess or a lack of population consumption and products there commences the science of public and private right the true political economy it is for the writers on jurisprudence henceforth unembarrassed by the false principle of property to describe the new laws and bring peace upon earth knowledge and genius they do not lack the foundation is now laid for them footnote the disciples of fourier have long seemed to me the most advanced of all modern socialists and almost the only ones worthy of the name if they had understood the nature of their task spoken to the people awakened their sympathies and kept silence when they did not understand if they had made less extravagant pretensions and had shown more respect for public intelligence perhaps the reform would now thanks to them be in progress but why are these earnest reformers continually bowing to power and wealth that is to all that is anti-reformatory how in a thinking age can they fail to see that the world must be converted by demonstration not by myths and allegories why do they the deadly enemies of civilization borrow from it nevertheless its most pernicious fruits property inequality of fortune and rank gluttony concubinage prostitution what do i know theurgy magic and sorcery why these endless denunciations of morality metaphysics and psychology when the abuse of these sciences which they do not understand constitutes their whole system why this mania for deifying a man whose principal merit consisted in talking nonsense about things whose names even he did not know in the strongest language ever put upon paper whoever admits the infallibility of a man becomes thereby incapable of instructing others whoever denies his own reason will soon proscribe free thought the phalansterians would not fail to do it if they had the power let them condescend to reason let them proceed systematically let them give us demonstrations instead of revelations and we will listen willingly then let them organize manufactures agriculture and commerce let them make labor attractive and the most humble functions honorable and our praise shall be theirs above all let them throw off that illuminism which gives them the appearance of impostors or dupes rather than believers and apostles and a footnote i have accomplished my task property is conquered never again to arise 
wherever this work is read and discussed there will be deposited the germ of death to property there sooner or later privilege and servitude will disappear and the despotism of will will give place to the reign of reason what sophisms indeed what prejudices however obstinate can stand before the simplicity of the following propositions one individual possession footnote individual possession is no obstacle to extensive cultivation and unity of exploitation if i have not spoken of the drawbacks arising from small estates it is because i thought it useless to repeat what so many others have said and what by this time all the world must know but i am surprised that the economists who have so clearly shown the disadvantages of spade husbandry have failed to see that it is caused entirely by property above all that they have not perceived that their plan for mobilizing the soil is a first step towards the abolition of property and a footnote individual possession is the condition of social life five thousand years of property demonstrate it property is the suicide of society possession is a right property is against right suppress property while maintaining possession and by this simple modification of the principle you will revolutionize law government economy and institutions you will drive evil from the face of the earth two all having an equal right of occupancy possession varies with the number of possessors property cannot establish itself three the effect of labor being the same for all property is lost in the common prosperity four all human labor being the result of collective force all property becomes in consequence collective and unitary to speak more exactly labor destroys property five every capacity for labor being like every instrument of labor an accumulated capital and a collective property inequality of wages and fortunes on the ground of inequality of capacities is therefore injustice and robbery six the necessary conditions of commerce are the liberty of the contracting parties and the equivalence of the products exchanged now value being expressed by the amount of time and outlay which each product costs and liberty being inviolable the wages of laborers like their rights and duties should be equal seven products are bought only by products now the condition of all exchange being equivalence of products profit is impossible and unjust observe this elementary principle of economy and pauperism luxury oppression vice crime and hunger will disappear from our midst eight men are associated by the physical and mathematical law of production before they are voluntarily associated by choice therefore equality of conditions is demanded by justice that is by strict social law esteem friendship gratitude admiration all fall within the domain of equitable or proportional law only nine free association liberty whose sole function is to maintain equality in the means of production and equivalence in exchanges is the only possible the only just the only true form of society ten 
politics is the science of liberty the government of man by man under whatever name it be disguised is oppression society finds its highest perfection in the union of order with anarchy the old civilization has run its race a new sun is rising and will soon renew the face of the earth let the present generation perish let the old prevaricators die in the desert the holy earth shall not cover their bones young men exasperated by the corruption of the age and absorbed in your zeal for justice if your country is dear to you and if you have the interests of humanity at heart have the courage to espouse the cause of liberty cast off your old selfishness and plunge into the rising flood of popular equality there your regenerate soul will acquire new life and vigour your enervated genius will recover unconquerable energy and your heart perhaps already withered will be rejuvenated everything will wear a different look to your illuminated vision new sentiments will engender new ideas within you religion morality poetry art language will appear before you in nobler and fairer forms and henceforth sure of your faith and thoughtfully enthusiastic you will hail the dawn of universal regeneration and you sad victims of an odious law you whom a jesting world despoils and outrages you whose labor has always been fruitless and whose rest has been without hope take courage your tears are numbered the fathers have sown in affliction the children shall reap its rejoicings o god of liberty god of equality thou who didst place in my heart the sentiment of justice before my reason could comprehend it hear my ardent prayer thou hast dictated all that i have written thou hast shaped my thought thou hast directed my studies thou hast weaned my mind from curiosity and my heart from attachment that i might publish thy truth to the master and the slave i have spoken with what force and talent thou hast given me it is thine to finish the work thou knowest whether i seek my welfare or thy glory o god of liberty oh perish my memory and let humanity be free let me see from my obscurity the people at last instructed let noble teachers enlighten them let generous spirits guide them abridge if possible the time of our trial stifle pride and avarice in equality annihilate this love of glory which enslaves us teach these poor children that in the bosom of liberty there are neither heroes nor great men inspire the powerful man the rich man him whose name my lips shall never pronounce in thy presence with the horror of his crimes let him be the first to apply for admission to the redeemed society let the promptness of his repentance be the ground of his forgiveness then great and small wise and foolish rich and poor will unite in an ineffable fraternity and singing in unison a new hymn will rebuild thy altar o god of liberty and equality end of first memoir end of section twenty two chapter five part five